instead of thinking, this is all the content that I have to create to be successful, no. Figure out how much time you can give to it, set a timer, work on content within that time, and then when the buzzer goes off, that's it. You have to come up with something and do that day in and day out, and you will be able to create something. But avoid analysis paralysis, because even us, we get caught up in it, we try to compete with others, and it's just not worth it. Can you make a living off social media was the topic we explored today, going non-clinical with Craig Lindell, who is one of the founders of the Prehab Guys. He's a doctor of physical therapy, a strength and conditioning specialist, and his answer is obviously an overwhelmingly yes. But we covered some really practical tips of how do you do content? Is it worth getting started now? Having a vision and a why could be the most important factor rather than just rocking up day in, day out. And that's the other thing Craig spoke to in this episode, which I really appreciated, just the consistency and time and effort where a lot of people I'm speaking to give up quite early in that journey. So if you have strong values and you have a strong mission and you have a strong why and you're interested in social, this will be a wonderful episode for business owners and new grads alike. My name is Michael Risk and this is Physio Explained. Welcome, Craig, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mike. We're going off clinical today, talking a little bit about social media, and we were going to ask you about making a living off social media. Is it possible? Is it feasible? What are your learnings? But let's start with that first question. Is it feasible to make a living off social media? It is definitely feasible to make a living off of social media. Not only make a living, but people are retiring off of social media. I love the smile on your face as you say this. It's like, it's so obvious. It's so easy. And obviously, we're talking to someone from the prehab guys. How did you start? Were you treating 40 or 50 clients a week? And then you're like, okay, we could maybe do something here. Did you get tired of treating? And what was your plan? We started social media as students. Hmm. If there's anything in business and life, it comes down to timing it comes down to opportunity, and it comes down to a good idea. And we started on social media at a very opportunistic time. As students, we saw that there was an opportunity to educate the public and everyone around the world about what physical therapy could truly do. Because in class, we felt like we were in an echo chamber. Everyone thought they could heal the world. You step outside that echo chamber, And then no one has a clue as to what physical therapy actually is and what it's capable of doing. So we're like, all right, let's let's do this. And not only do we want to change the perception of physical therapy, but we want to make it cool because that's how we're going to capture the curiosity and the attention of the new era of people. Yeah. I love that, man. I love the values. Like you spoke to your values there and Everything we speak about today will be filtered through those values. You mentioned the word opportunistic. So there was an era where it was easy to grow a Facebook page and then it went into it was easy to grow Instagram and we're probably just exiting it was easy to grow TikTok. So I'm assuming you guys started at the start where that opportunity exists. What do you say to people who are just starting now and it feels hard and it feels slow. Do you have any advice for them? Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. I mean, if you take a look at our company, 
we started this almost seven years ago, and we still feel like there's a lot left on the table for us to take advantage of. There's still a lot for us to accomplish. Yeah. And there's a lot of room for growth. And we have, we have posted every single day for almost seven years now. So you have to be patient. There's so much more time invested up front for delayed gratification, for delayed dividends. It's like an investment. Um, so just you have to be really patient. And you have to understand that it's just going to take work. I mean, I heard a great quote the other day that every business now and every single person almost feels like they have to do social because Mm -hmm. you stand out and you look funny if you're not doing it. Like if someone goes to search your business and or search you and you're like, what do you mean you don't have social media? So it's almost like a guilt trip now that everyone has to do it. But in order to do it right, you have to work really hard in it. And it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And so on that, have you refined the process? This might go to our second question, which is how do you approach creating content? Have you refined it in a way where I know I'm posting on four or five different pages. I know I can get a really good video out there in about five to six minutes. Have you come up with a process that feels a little bit easier or are you still on the other end of like, I want to really highly edit it, send it off to an editing team, then launch it? What does that look like for you at the moment? I mean, starting out, it was squeeze as much juice out out of the fruit as we can. Every video we made, how can we drip this content on every single platform? How can we repost that content again and again until there's no more fruit to harvest from this content? And that's what we did early on because those were the resources that we had at that time. I mean, everything comes down to resources and prioritization. And for us, if we don't have the resources, but we want to prioritize a certain goal, then then just take advantage and use what we have. Things are constantly refining and changing. Nowadays, you have to create content that's specific to every single platform because TikTok is different than Instagram, which is different than Facebook, which is different than Twitter which is different than YouTube. Mm. So we had to refine our content. We had to change it. And now we cater to every platform and audience. But more importantly, there's way more fish in the sea. There's way more people doing content. And for us to stand out, no matter what, when you watch a video by Prehab, we want to make the user know for a fact within one second that it's a Prehab video. And that means that it's polished, that there's branding, that there's recognizable faces, and that it's content the person can trust right from the jump. So, you know, for us, that's what we focus on. How do we constantly stand out? How can we do content better than everyone else? Because everyone else is doing stuff. And it's not like we invented it, but at the same time, a lot of people do content the same way that we do. And then, hey, we see other people doing content that's they're doing it right. Okay, we're going to take that method and we're going to refine it and we're going to rinse it too. I love that. Let's get in the dirt. So I speak to a lot of new grads and I speak to a lot of clinic owners. So we've got a, you know, let's say there's a physio clinic and they want to start social media. What would be a few tips for a clinic like that to start? And they can't commit three or four hours a week, but maybe someone does have the capacity to produce a video a day. Would you have any advice recommendations on on getting started? I would be that annoying person and I would ask them, why do they want to start social media in the first place? Because no matter what you're doing as a business, 
you're constantly problem solving and you're trying to come up with solutions. Hmm. So if a physio clinic owner came to me and said they wanted to start social media, I would ask them why. And I would hope that they have a problem that they're trying to solve with social media. And if their goal with social media is to get more people in the door and get more evaluations, get more follow-ups and earn more revenue, then their social media content better be catering to getting more people in the door. So the content has to provide a solution for a desire that their target demographic has. That if they're not doing that and they're just, they want to post for the sake of posting or because everyone else is doing it, then it doesn't matter how much time they have or they don't have. It's not a good use of time. Hmm. It's just a matter of what is the problem, whose problem is it, and what are you trying to solve? And nowadays, everything is really diluted online. So either you have to come up with a solution that you're sharing on social media that people need that they don't even know that they need. It's like you don't know what you don't know. And if someone sees a solution, they're like, oh my God, I never knew that I actually needed that. You're going to grab their curiosity. Otherwise, you better have content that's going to make the person trust you compared to the millions of other people who are posting content on social media. And it's definitely harder these days to do because content is so diluted and social media platforms make it really easy to discover other people's content compared to just the people that you're following. Back in the day, you would only see people's stuff who you were following. Now, all it takes is a video to catch attention and go viral and then everyone's seeing it and everyone's like, who is this person? So just comes down to what problem are you trying to solve? I like that because there's a few whys behind content. I know of some companies that just simply want to do it because they want to be spreading a good word and getting education out there. And if they have five viewers or 5,000, that's five more people that now know about back pain that didn't before. I know others that they want to get patients into the clinic and some others want to get online consults. Um, so yeah, there, there, there are a lot of whys, which probably tailors your content, your messaging, the copy on the content. How do you get patients into the clinic? This is something that I'm trying to learn now myself because we've been doing content for a long time. And something I realized is we never actually asked for patients to come to the clinic from our content. Do you have a certain strategy to turn your content into patients? Yeah, great question. You know, for us, the clinic is new. So like I mentioned, we started out on social media just as students. And then the three of us, we worked full-time for other clinics, other businesses up until 2020. So almost three years, we were working full-time for someone else, just cutting back hours so that we could keep giving more time and resources to our business. And then when COVID hit, we took the leap of faith. We went full time, but we didn't get an office until October of 2020 versus we went full time March of 2020. Yeah. And then we didn't have an up and running clinic until theoretically April or May of 2021. So we've only had the clinic for less than a year and a half. Mm. And fortunately, we have such a large top of funnel with social media, with our website that we get a lot of foot traffic to our website, which we have the clinic listed on our website. And now with 
more foot traffic in the door at our clinic. We're posting more content of patients and clients working with us, but it's a team effort with it in terms of at the end of the day, where do we want to appoint people? You know, because it all comes down to where do we want to funnel people? And now we feel like we have three pillars that we're able to offer people. So we can offer people the help that they need, the solution they need with our brand new app. Like we just launched our new app last week, which has been a project that we've been working on for years. I mean, we've been grinding on this thing for over two years. It's finally great to see it come to fruition. But then we also offer in-person services for patients and clients in Los Angeles. And then we also offer remote services one-on-one for individuals that are interested. And with our content, we create content that's tailored towards driving people to the app versus content that's driving people to in-person services or remote one-on-one services. And it's tagging the in-person business. It is showcasing content that rhymes with people in person compared to differently for people who are better suited for the app or remote. We get a lot of people driven through the website. Like I mentioned, you know, we're taking advantage of email marketing, discovery calls, you name it. There's a lot of different strategies, but it's just putting more time and effort into it. And classically, people referring people by name. So getting Google reviews, Yelp reviews, all those small things, they do go a long way. And at the end of the day, it's trust. Like no matter what the solution is, no matter what the product is, no matter what the service is, you have to build trust and the person has to have a desire. They have to have the perception that what it is that you're offering is going to solve their problem. That's really cool. And something, something you touched on there, I was, I was thinking about what might you say if you're like a new grad in a clinic and you might be charged with creating content. Does it sometimes come up as like, why am I creating content for this business, which was a position that you were in at one point? And then the second thing is, will patients actually come and see me from this content? Do you have anything to add to those thoughts? And do you even think it's valuable to start? I mean, obviously you've built this empire based on doing it, but what might you say to a a new grad who's just starting this? Yeah. I mean, it's funny that we're having this podcast about this topic because I'm giving a lecture on this at CSM in February. It's a really valuable question to ask because a lot of people are considering it, but what is the ROI on it? Is it worth the time and effort and resources? What am I even doing? Yeah. And it's a matter of you just have to think of who is your target audience? Who is your ideal avatar? If you are a new grad and you want to treat athletes, then put yourself in your athlete's shoes and think about what is it that is going to convince this person to consider working with you. So if you can figure that problem out, then you're going to always find your target person. But you just have to put yourself in your target patients, your target clients, your target avatar shoes, and try to think like them, try to behave like them, try to act like them. And what is it that you offer that they physically need that they can't go to anyone else and they have to go to you to get what you want? And that's what you have to put out on social media. I love that. Do you think it's worth any physio or any young physio with a passion in this to simply time block half an hour a day to commit to this? 
Yes, I would reverse engineer it instead of thinking this is all the content that I have to create to be successful. No, figure out how much time you can give to it, set a timer, work on content within that time. And then when the buzzer goes off, that's it. You have to come up with something and do that day in and day out. And you will be able to create something, but avoid analysis paralysis because even us, we get caught up in it. We try to compete with others and it's just not worth it. If we have five hours to give this week, then we're going to spend five hours on it and that's it. And whatever we come up with, we come up with. Like I said, some of the best stuff we've ever posted from a performance standpoint has taken us 10 seconds and some of the worst stuff has taken hours. Oh, I so wanted you to finish on that. I'm glad you got there. (laughs) This is a constant (laughs) struggle I have with grads and business owners of like, I don't have the time. And I'm like, you absolutely do. You you can do this in 10 minutes or 20 minutes a day in a cancellation that might happen. So thank you for your time, Craig. Really insightful. Obviously, social media has been a big part of you and your values and what you've done for a very long time. So thank you for that. And thank you for contributing to the space. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. And you really summed it up well. It's just a matter of what do you want to make time for? Everyone has time. It's a matter of everyone has different priorities. Yeah, I love it. Thank you again. And where might you send people who are interested in learning more? Just come to our website, theprehabguys.com. Check us out on social media, search prehab. Definitely check out our brand new app, This is something that we have put our blood, sweat, and tears into over the last two and a half years. Even this was a vision that we saw as students. So please check it out. It's a new era of prehab. It's It's a very exciting time for us. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.